What's it going to take for you guys to be okay tonight and to stop this chaos? It ain't me. I, it's not me. I'm going to let y'all know that now. It's not us guys neither. And I'm glad that y'all said that. It's not us. It's the police. This the madness that they spark up. This is what they encourage. This is what they provoke. This is what you get out of you taking some a loved one from someone. This is what you get. You get a lot of people that's hurt and they can't fit the right way. They can't no longer depend on the police to be here to protect us like they say they gonna do. So this is what you get. And no, it's not gonna end today. I can't tell you it's gonna end tomorrow. I don't know when it's gonna end. But it's for y'all to start. We're not the ones that's killing us. Y'all killing us. We can't make a change if y'all don't change. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This your boy Mo Giles, and this right here is the Static Energy Podcast. And I got with me today my co-host, sitting to my right. Lauren Michelle. Yo, today is a, it's a somber day, um, you know, but I really didn't even want to do this and too much. But, you know, with everything going on right now in the world, um, with the podcast, you know, not the podcast, but the protests all over the country. I think it's only right that we do it, you know. And not only that, but there's a lot of built up anger right now. Um, And, you know, like I said, a lot of protests and and violence against uh, police brutality is erupting nationwide. And I think that uh, it's people who are conscious like us and advocates and, and who have voices in our community. It's only right that we speak on this and here we are. Yeah, I am. Um, unfortunately, I didn't think that fourth week recording together, we would be doing another episode, you know, about another person that looks like us that lost their lives to the hands of somebody who's playing God, you know, and Mo, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I'm extremely hurt right now. Like, my emotions are on high. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm angry. I'm mad. I've shed tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm scared, actually. Um, I'm actually, this is the first time that something has went down that I've actually been a little afraid of what's to come. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm going to apologize up front if I get a little emotional on this um, episode. But it's rough for me to even talk about my brothers and sisters getting killed at the hands of the people that are supposed to uphold the law. Right. So with, with all of the police brutality that's going on, you know, with the deaths of uh, Ahmad Aubrey, uh, Breonna Taylor, and then the latest one with uh, George Floyd, Floyd, excuse me. Um, and then behind that, you know, the protests in Louisville Indianapolis, um, Columbus, Ohio, and some other places, you know. In, in, in you mean Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Min- Minneapolis. <laughs> you said Indianapolis. <laughs> and it, is it Minneapolis? It's or? Minneapolis, yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, we, and just hearing the, the, the voice, like, and then also let's go back to um, last week on the breakfast club when Joe Biden was on there yeah. in the, in the comments, it's like, there was so much shit going on, especially with the pandemic that we're in. I didn't even know 
or have time to even make any comments about that. Or I didn't even watch the George Floyd video because I'm sick and tired of seeing you saying our people being killed or excessive force used by police. So just to hear, and maybe I should have stayed off social media because yesterday I really got tired of seeing our people mm-hmm. comment talking about, you know, the looting and all of that mm-hmm. and talking about uh, the black on black crimes and all of that, but we don't address that. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point where if you don't understand it, well, shut the fuck up. It's simple. Shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and move around. That's it. You can't tell people who are oppressed, frustrated, angered, um, who have, you don't know what anybody has been through. So to have all of this pent up aggression and anger and Looting, the, the, the rioting and all of that is from all of this shit that we've been through. And this is the way to express themselves. And we can sit here and talk about, oh, Martin Luther King, you know, peacefully protest. But they were still beating his ass and locking him up. They were still sticking dogs on them, you know what I'm saying, and everything. Mm-hmm. Spitting in folks' faces, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and peaceful protesting, you know what I'm saying, never got any anybody anywhere. I'm not saying that the looting does, but hey. It, it, it opens some eyes, you know what I'm saying? And we are tired mm-hmm. of seeing the same old shit and getting nowhere. And I think what makes me mad when I see people that look like me and you or you and I saying, you know, stop acting like the animals mm-hmm. they want you to be or they want you to act like. That, to me is the most disrespectful statement you can say to anybody that look like you. And the reason why I say that is because we always talk about the agendas, right? Yeah. This right here, I believe, is the only agenda that exists, is to find puppets who look like me and you to do their dirty work. Because what they're finding out is, if we call them thugs enough or call them animals enough, is some people in their community is going to believe that that's exactly what they are and they'll spread the message for us. We got to stop that shit because what they're, what we are doing, we're not being united. That's not a, that's not a unification at all. You got to understand these people. You want us to go stand in front of police stations or, you know, go peacefully protest. We do that. And then what they do is hire people and their organizations mm-hmm. to come and make it violent and then blame us for starting violence. Absolutely. That's not what it is. So people, if you think it's an agenda on anything else, please understand that this is the only agenda that they have is to try to turn us against each other or keep us quiet. Absolutely. That's where they're at. And I'm angry, Mo. I'm it, tired. Martin Luther King said a very powerful quote um, in 1967. He said, uh, a riot is the language of the unheard. Mm. And mm-hmm. people got to understand. Say that one more time. Um, that um, the, a riot is the language of the unheard. Mm. And when you have people who can't take no more, this is this is the result of what you get. You know, you have people who protest, who advocate 
every day, mm-hmm. you know, peacefully. Correct. But it gets them nowhere. You have people who are amongst these protests. You know, you don't get me wrong. You got some people who are there just for shit to pop off. Mm-hmm. But in the movement, you need people like that mm-hmm. because there are some things that some people are willing to do and stand for and go down for. Mm-hmm. And it, and let me tell you something. I am of the Malcolm X clock. You take one of mine, I need two of yours. That's it. And, I need that more. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I just hate that we have so many people telling folks how they should conduct themselves or what they should do or how it doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you something. So I personally, I'm not one to be out there looting. I, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll peacefully protest because I know, and I'm, I'm smart enough and I'm involved enough in the politics to understand that you change the game at the ballots, you know, you and how who you put in office, you know what I'm saying? Like Diddy said, you got to hold your vote hostage because you can't just give it to somebody, you know, and this is what bothers me about Joe Biden, you know, because he knows that and the Democrats know that they don't have to work hard for the black vote. Absolutely not. So therefore, they know that we're not going to vote Republican. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they can be relaxed. And if you don't vote for this Democrat, you're not black enough. And you got to understand that putting people in the local office changes the game of the prosecution, the judges, the lawyer, excuse me, the the, um, police chief and all of that. So you got to change those dynamics, you're saying, first and foremost. And then things will happen because you have people now that standing up for you, representing you. And you have to put lawmakers and change agents in there so you can change all this other shit that's going on. So I'm smart enough to know that, that you got to change things at the ballot. However, I'm not getting out here and I'm not telling somebody that, yo, your frustration, you shouldn't show that. Your anger, you shouldn't show Mm -hmm. that. That oppression that you're dealing with, you shouldn't show that. That PTSD that you have, you shouldn't show that. Because let me tell you something, as a black man, we getting pulled over by a cop, we never know what the next outcome is going to be. You might think it's that it, it, it may man, this shit is tough, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me for the pause. It's okay. And I think that's what they have to understand. This pain is real, Mo. Mm-hmm. Every day we wake up, we gotta worry about our brothers. Our sisters, because it's not just our men. They are the bigger target. I will be honest. Black men come off as I'm afraid of you or, you know, you I felt threatened. We, we've heard that line before. Right. Yeah. From too many officers. Right. But what we have to understand is it's OK as black men and as black women to be angry, regardless of what side of the fight you're on. If you on the peaceful side or if you want to go burn that shit down side. I stand with all y'all. The people I don't stand with are the puppets in black skin. Mm -hmm. I I don't. And I feel like what I want you guys to realize, the disrespect you're doing to not only our generation, but your ancestors. 
You got to understand the things that your ancestors went through and what they fought for. And the fact that we're in our 30s, 20s, 40s, still fighting for that same shit. Mm -hmm. And for you to get on a public platform and say we're stupid for looting or they're crazy or they're animals or they're no, 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 no. What, what you need to be doing, if you want to be the peaceful side while they out there looting, take your ass and do the peaceful stuff. Right. Don't be on social media judging them because that's what they want and that's what we got to change. That's the part that's never, ever, ever going to sit well with me when you side with them while they're killing us. This last murder with George Floyd, it out of all of them, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, we've heard the names, the Tatiana Jefferson, we've heard them, right? This one right here, the way that man put his hands on his hips while this grown man was pleading for his dead mother. Yeah, mm. y'all got me fucked up if y'all think that I'm going to be okay. With and he that. worked with this dude. He did. So he knew him. He knew him. He knew him. So who's to say that he didn't like this dude? And Personal vendetta. So and to me, like he got charged. So he's been charged with um, third degree. Hmm. Um, was it murder, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. That alone makes me want to go burn down the motherfucking police station mm. because that charge alone is bullshit, Mo. You know what that charge carries? I'm, I'm not for that uh, particular state or... About 25 years. Mm. Max. Okay? okay? So let's just think about how the system works. We got first-time offender. Mm -hmm. We got he's an officer of the law. Mm -hmm. You think the third you think third degree murder gonna stick. We gotta even hope that stick and don't get dropped down to manslaughter, which is then gonna hold what 10 year sentence? Mm. What he'll do what maybe three? Get probation wow. and be back on the street killing more black men. Because just because he don't have a badge don't mean he's gonna stop. But what I want to do more is I want to talk about and the reason why. People are burning shit down. Hold on, before we get into that, so we let's we'll talk about that. But you have said something that I wanted to bring up because I think it is so unfair and quite honestly fucked up how a police officer can fear for his life and hmm. and be ready to kill. But shit, I'm on the other end and I'm scared for my life. So why can't I look at you and view you the same? You're saying. Or whatever that you view me, and be ready. You're saying to to go to war with you. That's where you at now, right? That's where you at. Listen, I'm not condoning the the killing of anyone. Mm -hmm. You're saying, however, the the there's always those excuses of I was afraid for my life or afraid for my safety, as if having that badge or that authority gives you that right. To, to, to it, it really excuses everything, and to say that I, I'm the authority, I have more rights over you, mm -hmm. and I, I'm allowed to feel afraid, and I can shoot shoot you and kill you at will. My fear takes precedence over yours. At, right. Okay. Yes. So, because think about us, the minute we see a cop get behind us, mm -hmm. we law-abiding citizen, Mo. We got license, we got insurance, right? Absolutely. If we ride, we ain't riding dirty or whatever. But think about when a cop get behind you, the 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 automatic like okay, let me sit up straight. Mm -hmm. Automatic, let me put two hands on the wheel. 
No, we shouldn't feel that way because at the end of the day, you're a cop doing your job. So when you pull me over, it should be, hello, how are you today? You were speeding. Mm -hmm. What you in a rush for? It still shouldn't even be any animosity when you approach me. Think about when you see a police officer. Do they just nod and wave? That doesn't happen anymore. You know, they don't just ride through the neighborhoods and talk to the kids. How's it going? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, you may have some sprinkled here and there. But the reality of the situation, we have to start policing the police. Yeah. I mean, taking it back to, like, the days of the Black Panthers, you know what I'm saying? You know. Listen, I even know for myself, so when I, now I have my CCWs, and when I get pulled over, the first thing that pops up is, you yo, he got, he got a gun. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting pulled over, um, I think it was like a week after I had got it, and the first thing the cop said is, Where your, where's your gun? That, that was the first thing he said to me is, where's your gun? And not even thinking that shit, I, I'm, you know, I have my license to carry, I said, fuck, like. You he, about to, he about to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, we've seen what, um, I think, what was the guy's name uh, that was shot and killed in the passenger seat? Philando Castillo. Philando Castillo. He Come even on. told, yes, told the police, I have a gun and everything, still shot and killed him in front of his daughter and his girlfriend. And that's what makes me mad when they say, just comply. We still die. Yeah. We, we can yo, do that shit irritates yo. Thing Right. And when I say people who look like me and say things like that, Mo, I'm more terrified than them than I am a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Because a white supremacist is blatant. It's blatant that you hate me. But when it's one of my own brothers and sisters, and I again, I call y'all my brothers and sisters because when I say I love black men and I love black women, I love everything black. I mean that shit. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Like, I love y'all. And it's like, to know people really, really, really don't give a fuck about y'all, mm-hmm. that bothers me. And when it's us who don't give a fuck about us, that's a scary feeling, Ma. Yeah. That's a scary feeling. I've seen a guy, I just want to shed some light on this. He was on social media and he said, um, if you are looting and rioting, that means you have no job, you have no money, and you are a loser. Mm. That's not verbatim. But in a nutshell, mm-hmm. that's what he said. And I, 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 I said to myself, because what I'm trying to do is stay away from commenting on social media. I'm trying to find some peace. So I'm trying to give it, you know, back myself off. But when I seen that, and it was a white boy who mm-hmm. said it, who grew up with us. He was accepted in the black community by a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like he was always a cool dude. Yeah. But for him to not understand that there are people with jobs, good jobs, that are getting off work and going to protest. It's not just a a, a hood fight. Mm-hmm. This has no class. This has no, you know what I mean, no mm-hmm. financial level. This is us as people mm-hmm. coming together fighting for a change, regardless if it's burning the building down or holding the signs that we shall overcome. Absolutely. And, and let me say this too, man, for those who are listening, and we appreciate the allies, you're saying, from everyone, you know, who has been standing up for the fight because um you know, there's a lot of people that can sit back and, and not say nothing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who don't know what it's like to walk these shoes or see it from, you know, our lenses and this perspective. But you have those who are willing to try to understand or have some empathy, you know, to what we're dealing with 
And I personally want to say thank you, you know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. I, I, it's needed, you know what I'm saying? And there's so many people right now who, who don't understand, but have a comment as to why th- this is dumb, this is stupid, I don't understand, you know, what's the point? Let me tell you something. So when I seen them, because the headquarters of Target is in uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, thank mm-hmm. you. And even so, they released a statement which was real big about. Did you see the statement that they about released Target? about Target? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. These corporations are these people who have influence and who pays lobbyists and all of this shit, you know, saying or whatever to 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 get things changed and to get this and that. Who has those? Who have those connections? And there are some people in 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 um, Congress and whatnot that sit on these boards of companies. Mm-hmm. If these people that you buying products from these organizations, these businesses, these people that you're supporting, if they're not standing up mm-hmm. or, or talking to people, to the lawmakers I'm talking about, to help make changes when it comes to um, police engagement, um, police policy, or civil rights, fuck them, stop supporting them. That's right. And you know what? Burn it. Never mind. You know. (laughs) Y'all know what he meant. (laughs) Y'all know what he meant. Um, But for real, man, stop fucking with people that is not for you. Correct. And not standing with you. And that's where we got to hit them. Mm -hmm. Right there. We got to let, you know how much money is in the black community? You know how much weight we hold with us? We got a lot of spending power. That's it. And, Absolutely. And we have to, and, and again, we tried it with the NFL. I won't go there. You know, we have to stand for something. So the people out there saying, you know, I don't want to go burn buildings down, hold your money to yourself. Spend it in the black community. If you can't find soap in the black community, call myself or Mo. We'll mm-hmm. find you some soap in the black community because we know where to find it. If you need food, we'll find you a food truck. We'll buy, find you a black farmer. I don't care what it takes, but we have to get very particular about each other. So let me tell you something, man. And this is one of the reasons. To well, yeah, this is the big part of the reasons why Mal- Malcolm and Martin Luther King is dead to this day because when Malcolm started to shift his speech and started to talk about. Black folks coming together and spending their dollar. And let me tell you something. I'm not speaking on anything that is promoting um, racism or, you know, excluding anybody out of anything. However, you have communities all over. You go to New York right now, you see a Asian, uh, a Jewish uh, population and they, the dollar circulates in their community or whatever the black dollar don't circulate, you know what I'm saying, like you do in the Asian communities, you know, in, in the Jewish communities and all these other, you know what I'm saying? So when Malcolm and, and Martin started talking about us empowering each other, That's us good. supporting each other, us taking care of each other and just keeping it within our, you know what I'm saying, our confines of our communities, because they did not, and this is why Africa is divided now, because they do not want us united and coming together because they understand the strength that we have. So therefore, mm. they want to keep us broken. Yep. 
So systematically, you know what I'm saying, we have the, the, the things that we have now. You can't, like, the redlining and all of this shit, you know what I'm saying? You can go and get, you know what I'm saying, a, a school loan. You can go get, um, what what else, um, car loans and all of this other shit, but you can't even go get a business loan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to help better yourself. Correct. Let me tell you something, man. Mm-hmm. This shit is systematic, man, and we got to be smarter than what the fuck is in front of us and what they put in our brains and in our heads. And we got to do our own work to go out there and seek resources because it's out there. Oh, they're there. It, it, it's there. And I understand that sometimes we may not know you're saying where to go or know that something exists, but man, you got to start pairing yourself with people who you want to be like, be the student. Absolutely. Be, become the student and, and surround yourself. And I think that's what I've prided myself on the last six months. Get with people who want the change you want, but you may not know how to execute that change. Mm-hmm. Find those people that's already doing it and show yourself some humility and say, you know what? I want to learn from him. I don't know too much about the Second Amendment. I don't know too much about the gun laws in my state. I don't know too much about, you know, uh, how to vote or local state laws. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's people out there that do. And right now, the most vicious thing you can have is knowledge. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. So I work uh, um, on a different couple uh political campaigns. And one of the things that I was very much surprised about is people don't understand the function functions of government and some of the people that we were talking to, they didn't even know what a city council, you know, saying was and gotcha. what they did. You know okay. what I'm saying? I mean, and let's look at how when um, the impeachment process, you know, people didn't even understand the impeachment. They, didn't. they <laughs> thought that the U-Haul was about to come and, and take him out, take him out yeah. that day. But, yeah. you yeah. know, we got to start understanding, you're saying civics. We got to understand the laws. You're saying we got to understand how government works and, and, and we got to buy. The way we get back our power is who we put in office. And and we have to understand, Mo, this is where we sometimes drop the ball. Stop telling these babies that college is not the answer. We need cops. We need judges. We need lawyers. Yes. We, need, we need all of that. We need politicians. We got to start grooming the younger generation early and make them understand and aware of the importance of the power they hold on just the knowledge they possess. So we, we got to put them in those positions because it'll never change if people who don't look like us aren't in those positions. We need agents that represent our, you know, us and, and look like us yes. and come from the environments that we come from that understands. And we, they, we need them to be change agents within those infrastructures because if we keep allowing, you know, our counterparts to be in those places and have no representation, mm-hmm. they're not going to understand where we come from and right. what we're going through. And we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be in those places. So the fight is inside, and we need people to fight inside, and we need people to fight for us on the outside. And that's correct. I agree wholeheartedly. And what people have to understand is our communities are our communities. When you look at suburbs, look mm-hmm. at you know, we we'll say Youngstown. Mm-hmm. You got Youngstown in the middle, and surrounding Youngstown, you have Canfield, Poland. Boardman, you have all these rich neighborhoods, right? Or in Ohio, it's in every major city, right? They they surround the hood. You got to protect that that perimeter. 
And you have to make sure. Stop loitering. I mean, stop littering in your own neighborhoods. Right. You know, make sure the grass is cut. If someone needs help, help each other in the hood. The mm -hmm. hood is ours. Absolutely. And back in the day when you thought about the hood, the hood wasn't a bad thing. So I think, and I always said this, I think that those issues come from when people don't own shit, mm -hmm. they don't appreciate shit. I agree with that. So when you got the renter's mentality, you yeah. know, you, you're not going to care about shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like I know mm. when I, you know, was a teenager and I got my own, you know what I'm started making my own money and buying my own clothes or uh, my own shoes. I started taking care Terrible. of my shoes. But if money. I knew that my parents was paying for it, I'd go out there and fuck it up. You like, made a good point. Yeah. Definitely a good point. So when you own some shit, you're going to take better care of your shit. And I think that's the conversation we got to start having. I keep saying about, you know, the doc creating doctors, lawyers, the future politicians. But we also have to start teaching in our community financial responsibility mm -hmm. early. Absolutely. I'm 35 and I learned financial responsibility at like 25. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm going to hold that thought because I think that's good dialogue to get into and what we're going to do let's play a quick ad take a quick break and come back Absolutely. and then we'll finish that conversation we'll be right back y'all hey what's going on everyone this your boy mo giles right here from the static energy podcast letting you guys know that we have a special treat for y'all make sure that y'all go over to scented hyphen sugars.square.site and make sure you go get your 20% off of your candles and your purchase over there i have a scented Sugar cookie candle right now that's burning in the studio, and it smells fantastic all throughout the studio. So make sure you go over to scented-sugars.square.site and use that promo code Static Energy. Make sure you use Static Energy, okay? Over at scented-sugars.square.site, 20% off. This is your boy Mo Giles right here, Static Energy Podcast. Blow. All right, guys, we back um, and getting right back into it. We just want to take a quick break. And, um, but this now shit that is we're heavy, back, man. It is. It's, it's extremely heavy for me to talk about. And um, where I was going before the break was knowledge. I'm going to keep saying the word knowledge, guys, because that's how we win. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going into the whole how to, how to move with the police. And when I say knowledge... Make sure we're talking about traffic stops. Make sure you are very, very knowledgeable on a traffic stop. Make sure you know how to conduct yourself when you are in front of the police. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I really want you guys to be aware of what's happening around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when, it, when it comes to those type of things, I, I think what's important is, we got to know the law too. You know what what we can do with with the, in our uh, in our rights. You know, and, and learning the the amendment and just knowing your rights as a citizen. You know, because sometimes, man, these officers think that they're enforcing law on you, but it really can be unlawful, or you don't have to comply. You know, what I'm saying with what they're asking you. Mm -hmm. You know, just because an officer is, and I hate. Sometimes with man, just do what he's telling you to do, you know, saying, so you can get the fuck on. You know mm -hmm. saying? Like, yes, I do want to get the fuck on, yeah. but I'm not about to let you sit here and just get this over and off on me because if you're doing this to me, 
you're going to be doing this to many others mm -hmm. and you're not about to get this off on me. What, and, and somebody says something to me because we were having a conversation and I said, we get in trouble for following the law. Mm -hmm. Think about that. So in some states, you don't have to roll your window down when a cop comes to your car. You can literally put your ID to the window, mm -hmm. right? You crack it. You can crack it and let him know. I don't, you know, I'm mm -hmm. identifying myself because that's all I have to do. One of my coworkers' husband, who's a prosecutor, okay, he says, well, why inflict conflict? I said, so I'm inflicting conflict by abiding the law? The law states I'm allowed to do this. Mm -hmm. But because he feels threatened, he now shoots me because I don't want to, I don't trust him. There's no reason for him to have to trust me. You understand what I'm saying? You have a duty. I don't have a duty or, or obligation to you. Mm -hmm. So if I pull up and I'm abiding citizen, I got my hands on the wheel and I put my ID up to the window, I don't have to roll my window down in some states. So what I try to tell people, it's an organization called the Black Gun Owners Association. Mm -hmm. It's $40 for the year. Yeah, I'm here. You join this. I'm a member. And what they do is teach you. They give you insurance. They teach you how to get the right insurance mm -hmm. as far as gun, house, life, all of that. Self-defense um, insurance. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. And people don't even know it exists. They teach you how to conduct yourself with traffic stops. They teach you very in-depth stuff about the Second Amendment. Guys, that $40, we talk about $40 a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, Ma. Yeah, Spend yeah. that $40 in a way that's going to benefit you and your family. Absolutely. Ask yourself, if I am held hostage, can my children protect the home when I can't? We got to ask ourselves these questions. Mm -hmm. Can our children survive if I'm held hostage? Can my mother and father survive if I'm held hostage and I can't protect them? That's where we at in 2020, and that's fucked up. It is. That's fucked up. <clears throat> I mean... You know, survival is definitely one of the keys to life, you know, and how to maneuver, you know. I know growing up, and I had a conversation the other day with, and this is kind of a little off subject, but I was asking, it was a, a white colleague of mine, and I was asking, growing up, because I know I was in my household, we were cautious about how we interact with white people. Like. Mm. What you mean? <clears throat> like. So my dad's side of the family grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. That's where he's from. Okay. So even, I mean, my mom's side of the family who were in, you know, black neighborhood, but be cautious about dating that white girl or messing with white girls, you know what I'm saying? Because of, I mean, let's, let's be honest. You have situations like Emmett Till, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or countless others who have Correct. gotten jammed up, you know, because- Parents might not, you know, saying feel. Parents may feel a certain way that mm -hmm. her daughter is dating a black guy, mm -hmm. or the community may feel a certain type yeah. of way, you know. So we were always cautioned about our interactions with white people. Okay. So I asked them growing up, what was your image or what was said in your family about black people, and you asked him that. I asked her. Yeah. Oh, her that because I feel like. There are some things that I probably said about, you know, certain races or whatever, because one, either based off experience 
or based off of images from the media. Okay. And she okay. said, you know, that her parents were Christian. And although they she didn't have really, there are some people in her family who kind of like that, but most of the images were always from the media and what mm. was portrayed, you know, saying from wow. the media. Okay. Yeah. And so it wasn't until she got into college that she got to start really experiencing and hanging out and getting to know black people. That's scary. Yeah. That's like, <clears throat> you think about that. When you get to college, you're 18, 17, 18 years old. It's a whole different world. I mean, college it's an opened. It's a different yeah. world, you know? And to me, I can't relate to that because my mom dated a white man for years. Mm. And my mom, it was the conversation was always people. Mm-hmm. We weren't descriptive. It was those white people or those, but you know, it was people. Mm-hmm. So I guess sometimes for me, I got lucky because I grew up in a household where I had white friends sleeping over. You know, some of my best friends are white to this day. Yeah, some of mine too. But again, those people have called me since George Floyd's incident mm-hmm. and said, I'm sorry. They understand that their privilege exists. That's mm-hmm. why we so cool because their fight is my fight. You understand what I'm saying? So when you start looking at things like that, it changes the dynamic. But what we have to do is realize like it's people that also look like our allies that don't like us. And that's the reality that we live in. So it's crazy that she didn't get that diversity until college. Like why not? I mean, because I guess, I mean, where you, she grew up at, too, you know what I'm saying? Those are things that you can't help, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, true that. If you grew up in a predominantly white Absolutely. neighborhood, then that's yeah. what you grew up Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yeah. But I, I, it just, I know for me, you know, just having my dad in that environment, you're saying, and knowing that there are some people who didn't like, you know what I'm saying, black folks, and it was a tough time during that time, it was, you know, we were cautious about how we interact or Certain, the way we move, you know, sitting around white people. Are you the same way now as an adult? Um, no, no. Um, I think, how should I put this? I'm more so, I respect you if you're more open, you know, saying racist than, um, Undercover, a closet racist. Yeah. Because I know how to, you know, handle you. You know, saying or whatever. But if I'm going for a job, you know, saying or trying to get a, a loan or whatever, and I'm thinking that I got a fair chance and I don't, then you know I have a problem with that. Absolutely. Because I, if I know that, oh, he's he's racist, I'm not even gonna waste my time. Correct. We gonna go to the next person. Right. So I re- I respect somebody who's more open and racist. You know, and stand on that. There's somebody who come off and portray that, you know, that they're not, but doing sneak shit, you know, saying behind the scenes, uh, nah, he's black, we're not hiring him. And I think that leads us into what I really, really want to kind of dig into. Um, I work with a lady who one day, you know, because I'm unapologetically black 24 mm-hmm. 7. So no matter if I'm at work, I'm at home, the grocery store. I, I'm my fist. If I could walk around my fist in the air, I would, because I'm proud of my skin. Right. right? So she said, um, you always talking about being black. Mm-hmm. This lady probably 67 years old, 67, 66, somewhere around there. And I said, does that bother you? Mm-hmm. She said, it makes me uncomfortable. 
And I said, why does it make you uncomfortable? She's like, because you're my boss and you're celebrating being black. Wow. True story. So I'm looking at her like, wait, what? So you mad that I'm happy and comfortable in my black skin and you're bothered by that? She was like, I think just in your position, you shouldn't. Why not? That's who I am. I'm not going to turn down who I am. She wants me to act the way she wants me to act. She said, because you're very open about some of the issues going on in the world. Because, Mo, I told you, you know, I'm ill no matter where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And my boss respects that. I don't dog customers. I don't, you know, things of that nature. But they know you won't get off on me what you might get off on another person when you try to pull that privilege card. I'm not interested. And it just opened my eyes to let people know I'm her boss. She has a problem with that. See, that pisses me off because you have Italians who can hang your have the little peppers, you know, saying neck or whatever, mm-hmm. the necklace. You can they can hang their flags. You mm-hmm. can have the uh Celtic pride, mm-hmm. Irish pride. Um, you can have all of these ethnicities and groups yep. of people proud, you know, uh, the what is it, the Star of David, all yep. of these people proud mm-hmm. of their heritage, but why do my blackness make you uncomfortable? Why is it a threat to you? You know what I'm saying? I, I just, it, that shit bothers me, man. Royalty has that effect. And then not only, absolutely. And not <laughs> only that, but y'all say y'all, y'all be offended or uncomfortable, excuse me, because of certain issues. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why does it offend you? It, why? If you knew that. Uh, <laughs> they, I, I know. Know, I, yeah, no, they know. They know. They, they know. But what she said to me is, I don't like black people. I don't like that you're my boss. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that you have the power over me. Wow. And I simply said to her, you either quit or you deal with it. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm your boss. You know why we have Trump as president? This is my thing. <laughs> because I think that there was a shift. That that started to happen after President Obama, mm. you know what I'm saying? And and when I say this, please under please understand. That. I'll just be all on your computer. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, I got some wipes or whatever. Yo, my brother, it's okay. Yo, it's it's real in here. So what? There was a shift, and with Obama coming off a of presidency, and then next up was about to be a woman. Mm-hmm. System, sim, sim, systematically, and we got we got to take a look at this. Like, this is not even me being on like being racist. Or I don't give a fuck what y'all say because systematically, and y'all can look at the, the numbers and y'all can see it. We don't we're we're not we don't have the authority. We don't hold, hold the authority. Mm-mm. Black folks don't have the power, and women don't have the power. Mm-mm. Not at all. So one of the things that white people I don't think was afraid to lose or are afraid to lose is superiority and that that reign, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so that's why I think that you're know saying like they thought they felt like they were losing America, which is why it's let's make America great again because America was never great, never. you know what I'm saying, for everyone, you know what I'm saying? So when you say make America great again, I think that that goes to you know what I'm saying just that that rhetoric of that racism, that racist rhetoric, 
and you're speaking a code and language to the people that you want to target and you're in, inciting division and racism. And in fact, you want to talk about division. We can even and talk about inciting an inflammatory comments. Like this motherfucker just tweeted the other day. If they shooting, no, if no, they the, looting, the, yeah. shoot them. Hold, hold on. We got to make sure. I'm, I'm going to make sure we quote this if shit right. Looting, hold on. Shoot them. <laughs> when the looting starts, the shooting starts. So, and, and I want people to know too that those comments were made um, by a, a police chief by the name of Walter Headley, who was targeted, who was targeting black folks in Miami in 1967. So his thing was, we're going to go aggressive and we're going to go hard on the black folks or whatever to try to keep them in control. You, and he knew what the, what he was doing. You know what the president just said? You know what 45 just said? Oh, shoot him. He called his homeboys with guns mm -hmm. and said, kill them. Mm hmm and then what he also said, he told his white supremacists in the neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying, your ground type? Mm -hmm. Shoot them. Listen, if you don't know how to shoot a gun and you don't have a gun in your home and you're not licensed to carry, you're crazy. Mm. But what they have to understand, just say you racist, bro. Just say I don't like black people. And then on top of that, in, in the, the, uh, the tweet, he capitalized the word thugs. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we, we, we now know we've cracked the code. We understand when y'all say thugs, thugs. Mm -hmm. what that means. Yep. Because niggas. That's what when, mean. when you have, and I've seen this, I, and I witnessed this last month, right hand to God, folks were standing outside of the state house with guns, just white guys. Yep. Protesting yep. because they wanted to open up yep. Ohio. Yeah, these folks was talking to the police crazy, mm, spitting in their faces and everything. And even let's let's even take it back to Charlottesville when mm -hmm. they had the folks down yeah. there. Not once did you call them thugs, but you get on Twitter mm -hmm. and you call these people mm -hmm. in Minneapolis thugs. thugs. We understand that that's cold word for nigga. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We we now we we understand and we get it. So not only did you tell your military if they start looting to start shooting, mm -hmm. but you also calling them niggas in that tweet as well. You absolutely right, and and some of us don't even see that. At and all. my thing is, if you support Trump, you support the bigotry that comes with Trump. There's no other way to put it. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that I work with, and he came to me. He sat down. He said, Lauren. I'm a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. He said, but I don't dislike black people. He said, from a business perspective, I like what Trump does. I said, me too. Mm -hmm. From a business perspective. Yeah. I said, but from a political standpoint, there's nothing he can he's say. He's dangerous. To, he's a dangerous motherfucker. I have a brother who's a Trump supporter. You see what I'm saying? I know a lot of people that look like me are Trump supporters. Now, I tell people, don't automatically choose Democrat. Don't automatically. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to learn the system before you pick a party. Right. We do that because Democrat is what we, as black people, been embedded to. You, we right. won't go there. Right. But what I'm saying is find what works for you. But there's no way I could be a Republican and say I voted for Trump. 
I don't care what party you do. Trump is a bigot. Trump is obsessed with targeting black people. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with that. And if you, he said, I support him. And I said, if you support that, you don't like me. I said that. And he said, but I do. I don't agree with his antics. I agree with the business side. There has been nothing that Trump has done that has united us together to make this come. He he has used words that has and supported division and has amplified and, and ignited, you know, saying race divisions, you're saying between groups and people. And even what he has done, you're saying just how he treats women, how he's talked about the, um, the, so many different people. It's not just blacks he talks about. Oh, no. Nah, he talk about everybody. If you're not white, he, you're not right. Handicap, you know what I'm saying? That's fun, what I'm saying. Like, if you're not white and powerful, he does not like you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, And I think what people need to understand, when you're saying that black people are acting like He's animals, a narcissist, so he's not really respecting anybody, go. to Come be on. honest with you. Narcissists are a different group. We yeah. don't even go there. So, so, let's, so I, I want to talk about this before we get up out of here. Is, you know, I've, I've been seeing a, a, a lot of people talking about um, using the the black on black, you know, oh, crime, you know, oh, you know, y'all, you don't say nothing about the black on black crime when black people are <laughs> shooting each other, but you got something to say when white people are saying it. Mm. So let me say something about that. Let's stop using that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to understand, and you, you work, I mean, not work, but. You told me that you were a criminal justice major. Mm-hmm. What people I understand is that shit is called proximity crime. Duh. You're only going to commit those crimes because of the people that live in your area. Point blank, period. And not only that, but when black people commit crimes against black people, they face prosecution. But when officers, you know what I'm saying, or neighborhood watchmen commit crimes against black people, they're getting off with little of any punishment. Mm, there you go. <clears throat> Don't even got to say anything because that's the problem right there. You just solved it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the difference. And also, too, a mass, a, a, a mass a majority, majority, excuse me, of violent crimes is committed within and not between. Mm-hmm. So it's not like. Repeat that one more time. A mass majority of violent crimes are committed within and not between. So it's not like you're saying folks are leaving from their black neighborhood to go over and kill white people. Correct. It's not like white people are driving their car to go over and kill black folks. You're mm-hmm. saying like these crimes are happening within the neighborhood that they live in. Right. Um, 83% of white people are killed by white assailants. But the thing about <laughs> it is the narrative is easy to talk about what's going on in the black community. So what they do, guys, they say, oh, that's a justification. Anytime you see a black person, when a white man kills a black man and they bring that black on black crime narrative, you're speaking to a racist, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, that's a cop out. Because when Pookie kills Ray Ray, Pookie go to jail. Mm-hmm. For a long time, Pookie can sell Ray Ray some drugs and go to jail for a long time. Absolutely, but when but when Billy shoot Ray Ray, oh, they talk about he come from a broken home. 
He got mental health issues. You see what I'm saying? Now the oh, shooter. The, the narrative always changes. The change. narrative always changes. It, it always. So I'm telling you, when you're taking up for them and don't understand why they're burning buildings down, that's why. Absolutely. Keep that in mind when you say don't go burn stuff down or don't be out here acting like animals. Tell them that. That shit is offensive, man. It's offensive as fuck. And it offends the shit out of me, Mo. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. But it makes me angry, especially when I see black women. Don't defend that shit. Because you got, especially black women with sons, black women with kids of any type. My business partner just had to sit her 14 and 16-year-old sons down and teach them how to deal with the police. Uh, Absolutely. Do you risk So. They're so, 14 and 15. Let me so let me say this, you know, um as a black man, again, you have certain people in my family who who taught me how to when you leave out the house, even now with like with the Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. Yeah. You know, you have to be cognizant of how you wearing your hoodie, you how you wearing your pants, you know, shit, buying Skittles and Arizona iced tea, you know what I'm saying? Is a, a is a crime, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a threat. So those were things that always were taught to me of how to move, you know, saying out here amongst police and 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 and, and white people. Like it is sad that we live in that this world, but unfortunately, this this is what we have to do. We have to really sit down with our, our young men and our young women and give them the do's or don'ts or Show them how we should conduct ourselves, you know, saying in public, and even sometimes, even that's not enough because you can still be, be murdered because you know you got some police officer that see a group of blacks and want to still fuck with them. They do, and they y- do. Hey, listen, y'all, y'all gotta excuse the language or whatever, but we angry, the, the, period, period, <laughs> period. Like, no other way to put it, Mom. so you know, y'all might, the, y'all definitely heard the f word, you know, saying drop a lot of times during this uh recording, but. This is we're speaking real. We we wanted to come as that. Like usually, Lauren and I go over uh, notes and what we want to talk about mm-hmm. and discuss. But I just told her to hey, make sure you have your your talking points because I don't even want to discuss what we're going to talk about. Like I want yeah. the 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 feeling and the emotions to be raw and real, and I want our listeners to hear that. And I I'm really man, you know. Before we get out, I'm I'm so frustrated i'm so tired i'm tired of seeing the videos i'm shy, i'm tired of all of it man and i don't know like i don't i the solution for me again as i said that you got to beat them at the ballot you know and and that's how we're going to win this thing you know it is is looting and writing the answer no but i'm not about to get out here and tell somebody not to. not to because I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Trust me. I, do I want to throw something? I do. I, I do. <laughs> do I want to knock a motherfucker head up? I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I know when it comes time for those local local elections and those um the 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 nat or what's the word? I'm National elections. National elections, the presidential elections or whatever. Those are the changes are that's needed to be made so we can make sure that we get the lawmakers in there that are working for us and, and deserve our votes. So that is your responsibility, you know, and not say that and don't and quit saying, please, that your vote doesn't count or it's not going to do does. nothing. 
there's always going to be strength in numbers. When you make enough noise, they have no choice but to listen. listen absolutely. And right now, I'm telling y'all, 2020 is a time for all of us to make some noise. For the, for me, what I want you guys to do, everybody that's listening to this podcast, when you see a young girl, young boy, teach him something mm-hmm. about what's going to protect them, okay? Or what's going to keep them safe. If you see a young boy sagging, Tell him to pull his pants up because that makes him a target. When you see a young boy or young girl doing something that you know ain't right, I want you to tell them something. When you see your brother or sister pulled over by the police, if you got time to stop and just watch and make sure they okay, I commend you do that. I commend you to hold your politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. Learn your Second Amendment, please. Learn the Second Amendment. I can't stress it enough. Learn it. Know it. Be able to recite it. Know your gun laws in your state. Know your laws. Be knowledgeable and get these young kids in order. It's up to us to change. Let's stick together. July 7th, 2020 is Blackout Day. Before we get out of here, July 7th, do not spend a dollar Unless it's with a black-owned business. July 7, 2020 is blackout date. Black people, we will not spend a dollar on July 7th. That's how we hurt them financially. And that's where I'm going to leave it at. And that's where I'm going to leave y'all at. And uh, my final words is this. Um, You know, I don't want no one. So if you're listening to this and you made it at this point, I want you to realize that. We don't, we're not excluding anyone from this, you know what I'm saying? And all is welcome to sit at our table, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I, I I refuse to have anyone sit at my table and not stand up, you know what I'm saying? That's right. For when shit goes down, you know what I'm right. saying? So if you sitting at my table, if you cool with me, dapping me and hugging me and say that you love me, then you will have that empathy and that sympathy, you know what I'm saying? And you will stand up and fight with me. Yep. So again, I want to, I, I want to commend and I appreciate the allies and yes. the people that listen, that fight for us, that advocate for us, and that check people for us. So we're going to leave y'all with this, you know what I'm saying? And we thank y'all for listening. And it's, this is the Static Energy Podcast. And I'm your boy, Mo Giles. I'm Lauren Michelle. And we out. We out. Peace and love and blessings. room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, religions. Show of hands. Well, then, you know, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you. Well, then, this is their problem, too. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Tatiana Jeffersons of the world, Tell your friends to pull up.